one of the biggest stories in sport that we've seen for a long time. This is a big to-do. This is a big deal. The treble 20 here will leave a fitting finish on double 10. And he finishes it on double 10. Luke Littler by name, but right now arguably the biggest name in world darts. Littler takes the giant step into the World Championship final. 19 days shy of his 17th birthday. Love it. Luke Littler, at just 16 years of age, got to the World Darts Championship final against his namesake, Luke Humphreys. And it wasn't to be, but gee, there was a lot of interest in the rise of Luke Littler, who looks mature beyond his years. And Luke Humphreys uh, hadn't won a major title until last year. He had a massive few months in which he, he claimed the World Grand Prix, the Grand Slam of Darts, the Players' Championship, and then the World Darts Championship just a few days ago. I just love the darts. Um, I know many of you do too, and wondering when we could do a little bit more about this. So I thought the best person to chat to is Sky Sports darts commentator, Stuart Pike. I spoke to him earlier about uh, this young lad who is taking the UK and the sport of darts by storm. Well, he, he, he's taken the world of sport by storm with the, the, the interest from literally all around the world in the last couple of days with that the, there was no room. Uh, there had to be an overspill for the media at the Alexandra Palace, that there was no more room at the end. Um, absolutely incredible interest from all over the place. This car, he, literally, he was throwing darts in his nappies. Um, I mean, to be fair, we've known about him. Those who, who know, know. Uh, for a little while, he, he he's won the Junior Darts Corporation World Championship. He's unbeaten uh, and unbeatable at that level. Um, the same night, that Luke Humphreys won the Players' Championship finals back at the end of November. Uh, Luke Littler won the World Youth Championship. Mm. Um, and everybody knew that he was very special. And he, and he comes to the Ali Pali uh, and he he just rewrites the history books. Simple as that. Uh, he had his own book and he was writing the chapter day after day, round after round. As you say, you know, he'd have, he'd have omelettes for brunch, he'd have pizza pre-match and he'd have a kebab uh, after the game, you know, and he loved it. This the 16 and the way that he handled himself as well with unprecedented media interest. Mm. You know, the, uh, I, I've said two years ago, the kid can play and boy, can he play. Absolutely. And like you say, you, you're familiar with his path and the way he gets there. How does a 16 year old make it to that level? I mean, what are the qualities of a darts prodigy that they're able to, to get up there so early? I think it's just a once in a generation talent. Simple as that, you know. Those that those that uh, can do, and those that can't don't. I mean, it's as simple as that. I think you're born with it, um, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, I think that the the one thing that that he's always done is he he, he enjoyed it. He's had fun. Uh, not too far from where I live, possibly a mile, a mile and a half, um, St Helen's Darts Academy. Uh, and that's where he went, mm. you know, from being six years of age. He, he used to go on a Monday night, uh, pay a couple of dollars to go in, which included a sandwich. He'd play a tournament. Um, he'd have fun. Um, and he just got the bug. You know, he was encouraged by his parents. But I, I think it comes down to literally a once-in-a-generational talent. I mean, you know, we may never see the like again. You know, the, 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 the guy is just unbelievable. Um, and to play in a world final under pressure 
And the sport of darts mm. has, has never had uh, the amount of publicity uh, it has in the last two weeks um, because of Luke Little. Not even when Fallon Sherrick yeah. was winning at the Alexandra Palace at the World Championship. Nothing and nothing has, has, has come close to this. And don't forget in the final as well, you know, mm. he had one dart to go five sets to two up. He missed double two. Um, and, you know, who knows? Who knows? If that double two had gone in, we could be talking about a 16-year-old world champion. I think what we do know is there'll be opportunities for him in the future, as you say, because of his his talent. And I'll, I'll come back to the final, but it wasn't just the final which captured everyone. Some of those knockout matches, the quarterfinal in which Scott Williams upset Michael Van Gerwen, which was massive. There were some amazing contests and some really high-quality darts in those finals. How did this year's tournament compare on previous years for overall quality and spectacle? Well, I think it, it's it's kind of agreed that that before uh, before Christmas break, you have eight or nine days, and basically, you 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 get three or four shocks. Um, you know, like Peter Wright went out, James Wade went out, Nathan Aspinall went out, but then after Christmas, the tournament proper kicks in. Uh, this is when it's serious business. Um, you know, Scott Williams. You know, because of Luke Littler, Scott Williams beating Michael Van Gerwen will will be remembered, mm. but it'll still go down as one of the greatest shocks in the history of the World Championship. But not many people will talk about it because of the the antics of Luke Littler. You know, we saw uh, we saw Luke Humphries himself involved in in one of, uh, uh, of the, the the greatest games seen on the stage against Joe Cullen in the last 16, and that went all the way. Cullen mismatched darts, how different things would have been. And he went all the way to a last-leg shootout in a, in, a, in a final set tie-break. You know, Rob Cross coming from 4-0 down to beat Chris Dobie. The list goes on and on and on. Um, you know, it was a stunning tournament. And Sky Sports viewing figures touched 4 million, yeah. you know, which is the biggest viewing figures for Sky Sports, for any sport um, outside of Premier League football in Sky Sports history. And that sums it up. I want to ask you about that as well as we get to, to that later on. But for all the interest and the sentiment around Luke Littler, it didn't feel as though Luke Humphreys was necessarily the villain. I mean, there, there were a couple of boos, but certainly no real disrespect for Luke Humphreys, who was a, a deserved champion. Yes, without a doubt. With a couple of boos on the walk-on, and he he smiled it off, um, but he quickly won the round with his darts, you know, 23 180s, 103 average. You know, it wasn't so long ago that, that, that Luke Humphreys was, should we say, a little bigger than he is now. He, he, he was probably four stone heavier. Um, he nearly gave up the darts. Well, he did give up the darts because he he just felt depressed. He didn't think he'd go up and play. He suffered from from mental illness, mm. uh, anxiety, um, you know. But the fact that he's managed to shrug off all those problems, he lost weight, became a different person, a different player. Um, and I think he was always a, a champion in waiting. I, th I don't think until the last few months people uh, would have said a world champion in waiting. He, he had reached three world championship quarterfinals. We have seen glimpses of what he's about. Um, you know, but they, they say, don't they, in all comps, 
the 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 team that finishes top is a team that deserved to finish top, and I don't think anyone can argue that that Luke Humphries is a worthy world number one and a worthy world champion. Speaking with Sky Sports voice of darts, Stuart Pike on grandstand around Australia. Um, and uh, he was the pre-tournament favourite going in. So it's not as though his appearance in the final or his win, Luke Humphries, were entirely unexpected. So half a million pounds for the winner and 200k for the runner-up. I mean, that is it's just fantastic for those two men, especially for Luke Littler. And Luke Littler is now off to the Premier League. So what's the significance of that? Because I note that announcement in the past day or so. Yeah, the the, 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 the Premier League is a huge um, competition, basically. It's a, it, you get invited to play in the Premier League and it lasts for four months, 16 weeks. It goes all around the UK and Europe and Ireland. Um, um, it, it is the most prestigious competition. You know, the top four in the world are automatically invited. Uh, incredibly, Luke Humphreys uh, has never been in it. You know, I think there were, there were a lot of controversy, the fact that he, he, he um, was left out last year. But how can you not put mm. Luke Littler in his box office? Absolute star, Luke Humphreys' box office. Um, and that starts in three weeks' time in Cardiff. Um, and it all ends up at the O2 Arena uh, in London in May for finals night. But but it, 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 it's reward uh, for being that damn good, basically, yeah. and for being an entertainer. You know, for 16 years of age, I know there was a there was talk over the last 24 hours of whether it would be too much for Luke Littler at his age and at this stage in his career. And Littler's message was, you know, forget about that, bring it on. You know, and, and the, 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 the spike in ticket sales through the roof since they announced Luke Littler was playing. says it all. <laughs> One observation I'll make from afar, Stuart, is that across a number of sports, and Australia is guilty of this too, but England does sometimes love to eat its own. And we saw a little bit of that, a lot of tabloid attention on Luke Littler because everyone wants a piece of him. And my only hope is that for a kid of 16, that his sport and the PDC really protects and supports him because he may look like a man, but he is only still a, a kid, really. And I'm sure you might share that concern that they can harness a talent and a personality like that. He can be up there for years to come. Yeah, absolutely spot on. And I think, uh, uh, you know, there will be uh, meetings and there will be talks. The, the, the PDPA will be involved. That's the Professional Players Association, the Professional Darts Corporation, the governing body, his parents, his management team. Yeah, and I think I think... You know, they 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 were aware of what was to come, um, but I don't think they were quite aware of the scale of it. Um, and I think you're very right in what you say. They have to be very careful, and he has to be very careful because, you know, so far so good. He's handled all the media absolutely brilliantly. When, as I say, don't forget the kids only 16. Mm. You know, what were you and I doing at 16? Yeah. Um, you know, we we certainly weren't in the glare of publicity. But there is there is a will, um, and there is a determination that they will look after him um, because he is now. Um, what people would say and the media would say, a very saleable product. But don't forget also, he's only a young man. Yeah, and he turned 17 very soon as well. Um, just as one career is really taking off, another is coming to an end. And he's probably the most iconic darts voice. And that is the bloke who says this. Winner! 
Uh, Russ Bray is his name, and he's actually the referee. For those that don't know, he's not just an announcer. He's the actual match official who keeps the official score. He did that final and, and, and took his final bow after three decades of service to the Professional Darts Corporation. What is Russ like, and what will his legacy be? Absolutely. Uh, you know, he's from London. Um, and he's, he, he is the archetypal diamond geezer. Um, <laughs> he's just, just a nice guy. I and mean, I've been lucky enough to do this for over 20 years. And, um, you know, not, not you know, Russ has been in it uh, quite a bit, well, just a little bit longer than I have. But he's just a nice guy. He'll do anything for anyone. I and mean, he's not being lost to the sport. Um, he will be in Australia in August. The World Series, of course, returns um, down under, we're in Hamilton and Wollongong um, yet again, um, and I'm sure tickets will fly out for, for the event in Wollongong in August, but he's going to continue to travel around the world um, and referee um, events like that, not competitive events, but you know the World Series, the Asia Tour, all that sort of thing, and he's also going to continue to be an ambassador for the PDC. Uh, far too nice and far too valuable to be lost to the sport, but mm. you know he's decided on a competitive level for the for all the big major events that that his time uh, was right to, to to look and do other things as well. Uh, and what a way to go out! What a final and what a story to go out! But you haven't heard or seen uh, the last of Russ Bray, as I say. Uh, it'll be in Australia in August. And we'll see you there as well. Just a couple to finish off with Stuart Pike, the voice of darts from Sky. Um, as you know, one really challenging thing as a broadcaster is when you're calling something or somewhere that there's not much atmosphere because so much of what we do in this profession is just riding the energy of the crowd and trying to complement that. But I imagine to that point, at least, calling the darts would be quite easy because you're not lacking for atmosphere at Ali Pally. No, um, it, it is the most incredible feeling. You know, I've always said, and I've probably um, said this when I've been on grandstand before with, you know, with Andrew Moore and, mm. and, and Matthew Elliott, you know, when I also co uh, commentate and call a lot of rugby league over here for Sky in the UK. I get paid for doing a hobby. Um, and I look at, 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 the, at the crowd that come to enjoy themselves, 88,000 uh, over the two and a half weeks, every session sold out. Hospitality and over a thousand dollars a person completely sold out. You know the the, the atmosphere and and it's just a sense of occasion. People come to have fun, and you know they're glad to report as well. There's little or no trouble. Everyone just enjoys themselves, mm. and it's special. You know the, the the feeling you get when you walk in there first day and it's empty. Um, it's just as good because of the tingle down the spine is the feeling when the players line up for the final. It's an iconic venue um, and it, it is the best and biggest tournament in the world for a reason. And I'm not sure whether punters fully appreciate as a TV product too. It is second to none. The fact that your cameras and director have to basically be a fraction ahead of the player to know where that next dart is going. The quick cut back or sometimes a split screen to get the player's emotional reaction. There's the, the crowd cutaways, the score, which always must be up to date so quickly. There must be a ton of communication that goes into what you guys put to air. Yeah, um, but it's a, it's a well-oiled and well-honed machine. Um, I mean, people may not know, so if I'll let you into a little secret. We have um, a very talented uh, guy called Richard Ashdown, um, who is what we call in the business a spotter. Now, he sits in the broadcast truck, mm. and he will tell uh, the director and the cameras 
where he thinks the players are going. It's an incredible skill. Um, and you, you can imagine the, 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 the level of concentration um, that he has to put in it. 99.9% of the time he gets it right. And when you're, you're you know, looking at different players and, you know, you don't see players from one year to another or your new players, it's an incredible skill. But the, the whole operation is, um, it, is it's just massive. Um, but, you know, from, from the for the lowest runner right up to the exact producer, that's why it works. It's a mm. team, it's a big team, but um, they get it right. As I say, the viewing figures... Um, year on year, the view figures are always the, some of the very best that uh, that Sky Sports get. But as I mentioned earlier, this year totally off the scale. Yeah. So, so what happens now? So we've, we've crowned the world champion. Obviously, this is a heavily sort of UK and Europe based competition primarily. What's on the calendar next? Is there an off season? But no, not now. <laughs> they used they used to be. Um, January is very busy. I was talking about the World Series. Mm. Um, when we come to, to Wollongong and, and to Hamilton in New Zealand in August, that starts in a couple of weeks. Uh, for the second year, the, the circus rolls into Bahrain. And then the week after that, the Dutch Darts Masters. That's on the World Series. In between times, how about this? Over 1,500 people um, will be trying to get a Darts Golden Ticket, which is a tour card to play on the Pro Tour. Um, basically, in, in, there's a, there's a, it's called Q School, Qualifying School. Yeah, there's one like in golf. the UK and there's one in, uh, in Europe. Uh, and there's a handful of places up for grabs to win a tour card. That goes on for four days. That's starting next week. Um, and then after that, we kick into the Premier League. Uh, we've also got the Masters. Uh, which um, features the top 24 in the world. And then on we go, on we go, wow. and on we go. It's just so busy. It's really interesting. You you, you go back to certainly the 2007, 2008, when uh, there was the financial crash uh, around most of the world. Um, and uh, sport was a haven for many people. The darts bubble never burst mm. and I don't think it'll ever burst it's just grown darts at that time when people were struggling financially and uh, in the home life and, and mentally because of what was going on in the world uh, darts reduced the, the, the price of tickets put on shows uh, and it went through the roof I, I think I think this year's interest which has obviously been spurred on by Luke Lickler um, and the TV audience has, has surprised everyone um, and goodness knows where this sport can go, but it's only going one way, Brett. Absolutely. Stuart, uh, it's fantastic to talk to you. Really appreciate your time. You're a friend of the ABC. I know you love your rugby league, as you say, and that, that's only a few weeks away as well, really. So you'll be busy. Thanks again for making time to chat to us and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Yeah, thank you. But any time, you know where I am. Oh, Stuart Pike, great to chat to him. And, uh, yeah, a lot of you caught up in the, the darts uh, stories of... Um, it was a very sudden end there. Uh, of the, the past week or so of the World Darts Championship.